0: Welcome back to the podcast. This is Working It Out. I am your co-host, Andy. I am your other co-host, David. And today we are talking main topic, failures. Is that what we're talking about today? I, I think so. I think this is the way we've got to play it out because this That's is good. one of the most um, important. Uh, it is talked about, which is great in the entrepreneurial world, but I think not enough people um, appreciate uh, what it is to build something that's successful and from the respect of failing and having chances to fail and all these types of things. And I thought it could be a good chance for us to run through a bit about what it is that failure really is because yes. it sounds more daunting than it is when you say it um, and I think you've, you've probably had some yeah. fair shares of different, uh, you know, attempts at this. Oh, for sure.
1: For sure. So I think we'll start it off with, I've um, done the old Google search, uh, definition of failure. Uh, top points, lack of success interesting number one point and then it is, I saw one down the bottom here, the action or state of not functioning and a sub-definition to that is the collapse of a business. How relevant.
0: Yeah, well, and that, that's exactly right. Well, our English language is what poises us to think a certain way so when you have the word failure, that's inherently what it means by definition but I think when we talk about it in a business context, it can sometimes mean something completely different.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think failure is definitely not only a learning experience but a massive, massive opportunity to grow as a person and as a business owner. So I think it's just necessary to fail at all endeavors almost before you can get it right. Because if you walk in and hit the nail on the head straight on, I think you'll you'll get a false sense of false sense of security and in the future somehow you will those failures will smack you in the face and you won't be expecting them. So I, I think they're necessary. What do you think?
0: You've hit the nail on the head, 100%. Um, I think when I when I use the term failure, especially when I'm talking to people, their first reaction is, you haven't failed. Oh, that's, that's, that's a bit of a harsh way to look at it. I think if you remove the power from the word and start identifying it as what it is, which was a chance for you to attempt something, it didn't work out the way you planned, you've learned, you can readjust, refocus, and then hit it again. Like as in, you can have a failed jab in a boxing fight. That's fine. You just keep moving, you reshuffle your position, then you go for another jab. It's not a case of you get one shot and there's one chance and everyone's watching. Do you know what I mean? Uh, exactly I think right. that, that's it what people think.
1: Failure does not define you it doesn't define you it doesn't define your um, operational prowess, so to speak. It doesn't define um, your everyday actions. You know, people make mistakes, people fail. Um, but most of all those failures shape successes in the future. I mean, look at yourself. You've gone through many, many different ventures. Um, one we spoke about last week, which was your uh, ready meal packs. Mm. And it w- I wouldn't necessarily class that as a failure. I just don't think that was a...
0: A home run or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, it
1: wasn't yeah. a massive home run. It was a good learning experience. You you weren't... Mate, you're not creating a massive business out of it, but surely that laid down some foundations for running this.
0: I, oh, and it makes you appreciative. It's kind of like you're... Um, your first 16 year old job you know in or your first time you ever get a part-time job with the manager that's doing your head in it's like when you're able to get um into a better place in your working career you actually appreciate how good you've got it you appreciate a nice place you appreciate maybe you worked in a place that wasn't as renovated before and now it's nice and classy whatever um these failures are just the word we use for learning i think that they're interchangeable yeah so trying to do things perfect is rarely uh attainable. My philosophy when I started this uh, business, I don't know if you can resonate with the same sort of uh, principle as I wanted to fail fast and fail early. And I guess that's because I felt very uh, inexperienced. In your case, coming from a solidified business perspective, you guys have good systems in place. So I'm guessing you would have to have a balance between trying new things, but also maintaining a good sense of, you know.
1: Yeah, well, I've almost been babied in a sense um, of failure.
0: I mean, I can try something
1: new within this business and it might not come off, but you know my livelihood's not on the line, and right. nor is the shop's livelihood. You know, so to give a quick story, um, my latest endeavor is t- was to introduce a um, uh, a jaffle range to the shop. So something easy and takeaway. You know what a jaffle yeah, is, right? Yeah, you, know, you know, yeah, delicious. Classic, yeah, easy. your classic jaffle, yeah. spaghetti in the, the press. Yep. It's the great, it's yeah. the greatest. So I just came up with a little menu, um, very simple, no alterations. And if someone wanted to come and get one for takeaway, it was easy. We got the Jaffle Press, Jaffle Press bought it from JB Hi-Fi for like seventy bucks, and was just amazing. Yeah, was yep. just churning them out. Um, and you know what? It took off, and it was great. People loved it. Um, I made back the worth of that Jaffle Press in literally an hour and a half. It that's was th- great. It was the easiest thing that. ever. It I was so that. easy. Mind you, that Jaffle Press was like thirty bucks, so it wasn't much to worry about. Brilliant. But you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, So, but if that was not to not come off, then that's fine. Um. I took the hit of thirty dollars for that javel press, and I was running it within that business. So, like I said, I've been kind of babied around that whole. Is that javel press still around?
0: Oh shit, yeah. Oh, so it's just killing it. Yeah. So you home run with that one.
1: Oh yeah, I actually um. So what what happened was this is the bigger home run. So it was getting used so often and so much um, when we would close the press because we'd have going four at a time. Uh, we actually snapped the handle when we we're doing right. it. Amazing, and so. Being myself, I've brought it with the receipt that I had in my files and I go to JB Hi-Fi and say, I use this about three or four times. And That's amazing. I was yeah. pressing down. I had a few people over. I was trying to make four in it because it's got four spots and the handle just snapped. Amazing. M- mind you, that had made about a hundred jaffles by that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And f- the lady's always. like, really? I've never seen it snap. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I, I just got know. a faulty one. Yeah. And she just straight up replaced it. And I mean,
0: that's hustle. That's, That's hustle what right there. Do? That's you like. But that, that attitude is somebody who understands the hustle. You're not somebody who's like, shit, I'll just buy the $100 one now. Exactly
1: right. You just go back for the same one. It was good for 100 Jaffles. If you can get it again. For you know, an exchange or a replacement, then so be it. That's great. But if you've got to spend another thirty bucks, and that's okay, you got to take that chance. But amazing, yeah, that was just a little side story about that. I, little I Jaffa love this
0: man. But that, but that is an example of like th- that multiplied by a thousand is like every move that you make within the business. You're always making these like yeah. little attempts. If nobody liked the jaffles, or worse, it was they they weren't hot, they didn't taste that good, they weren't as popular. You, that would have story would have never surfaced, and we would have just gone on to the next thing where it's you know you're doing yeah. something new with the coffee or you're exactly doing right. And that's uh, and that's the thing. So, wasn't
1: I'm trying to think of something that's that I've introduced to that business that didn't quite come off. And I think probably the biggest thing that I tried to do was take off the gelati side of the shop. And we have a gelati case, and the main thing we use it for is creating our ice cream cakes. It's not really there to be like a messina and just churn ice cream and throw it out the door. I mean, I'm in the middle of Main Street Greensboro, so there's not too many people flocking there for ice cream. Right. Sure. And I put a lot of man hours into that and it didn't come off. And people, the foot traffic just wasn't there. It wasn't the perfect storm for that particular side of the business. And you know what? It went up, it failed. But if I'd set up a gelati shop on that street and put all my eggs into that basket, I'd be screwed. So, like I said, I've been babied in a way, but you need to have that perspective and know, okay. I'm fortunate enough to be able to do this. 100. Exactly so, right. It was it, well, very different thing. for you though.
0: Well, for it, well, in that case, it's like you'd be silly not to make those types of moves. Like it would have been frustrating if you just opened up your own gelati bar because you'd been so babied over this time. That you're like, I'm just going to start my own thing. And it's like without even proofing the market or testing it out. Um, for, for me, it was a case of um, I very much felt like starting at zero when it came to running this business only because... I didn't want to replicate really anything anyone else did exactly. Like there was no uh, exact, like I want to do it exactly like that guy. There was a bit of remnants of this, but I've got to figure it out. And the only way to do that was going to be to employ lots of stuff fast and have a high expectation and put in the work. But there's just, there's nothing you can do that will outreplace experience, like actually experiencing how it works. 100%. You need to know how that
1: business is going to function, how you're going to function as a PT, and you need to be able to, shift that knowledge onto someone you're hiring and getting into your business as well. And they, if you want them to work within your establishment, they need to be up to your standard. Mm-hmm. And yes, everyone does things in different ways, but they need to have that kind of heart, soul and purpose like you do in a sense of training their clients, not so much a business aspect because that falls on you, not them.
0: Yeah. And 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 you have failures in different ways too. So when you're starting um, any type of business, you have your strengths. And we tend to focus on those strengths like, you know, through and through, whether it's Uh, marketing or communications or uh, tech stuff you're really good at building a website or for example email marketing whatever it is that you that you have strong passion within there's always holes in that game whether it's the accounting whether it's numbers whether it's downright sales actually getting people to purchase the product whatever it is Um, there's always something that you're that at the start it's going to feel like a real struggle because you have to do everything yourself long term it'd be amazing to have a company outsource whatever it is, the tech side or the marketing or the distribution. But in the short term, you become like a all encompassing operations manager slash everything.
1: Yeah. You just need to know how everything works. Um, I hear this a lot in a lot of what Gary V says in a sense that be really good at what you're good at. Be amazing at what you are good at. Be the best that you can find and be the best known in that aspect as well. But when there's downfalls around you, say the accounting side, you need to know how it works but then when you get to that aspect of the business where it can sustain someone doing that, you need to hire because you need to then focus on what you're doing. You can't you can't keep focusing on things that you're weak at, get someone to do it.
0: Yeah, it's, that's, that is the scariest thing because you think just starting a business is putting your balls or... <laughs> your whatever on the line, your crutch section. <laughs> I think balls are just a male thing. But, you know, you think that's putting it on the line. But once you're out in the wild, there becomes like another test. Put it on the line again. Put it on the line again, you know. if So things that
1: you try within this business, do you feel accountable to your employees or your, or your clients for that matter?
0: Yeah, th- uh, for sure. The, the employees come before the clients because they're like the filter. Yeah. They're like the, n- the next step before you get to the client. So um, I started this business like I had children. I thought they have to be fed. They have to be educated. I have to help them in every single way possible. You b- you come second only because that will pay dividends with all the things that you want that's out of right. a business. So it's exactly. pay div- it doesn't pay dividends with everyone just, you know, scratching my back every day and high five Andy, you're so amazing. It's just because they can see that the person that's working f- uh, they're working for is working for them. And if you get a sense of that, whether it's through their remu- remuneration, their money, or it's their promotion, or it's the effort, just time, just time, they, mm-hmm. they, you can, they can feel it, you know?
1: So in a sense of, say, something that you've tried to implement here as a new mm. aspect, yeah, um, say it, d- it doesn't come off, I don't know if there is yep. an example of that, yep. if it doesn't come off, do you then feel accountable to those employees and
0: say, look, I tried this, it didn't work? I'll be better next time. We'll do better
1: next time. Oh man,
0: nail on the head, 100%. Because when, now that I've got a business um, that's not just myself be, being a personal trainer, you need to have products that suit people's needs. So people come in, and they want programs written for them, um, but you don't have a product which warrants your staff spending two hours outside of work making the program. So you come up with a program-based product. you know. And, but then the way that when you start a new product, your staff need to be really on top of that. So you can't, for example, in your business as well, you can't just introduce a new line of anything and not know how to produce the product, serve it, describe it, price it. You know, and there's all that. In- so that's, for me, it was a big learning experience. Failure in terms of executing, right. That's what I've, I've struggled with, you know what I mean? Is yep. execution. So when I hear about your Jaffles, you did the lowest barrier to entry, which was like a, a low cost purchase. But then the execution of, um, the actual products you needed to make the Jaffles and who made them and the way they came out was just flawless. Your execution was on point because people were able to buy it, right price, right, yep. you know.
1: Well, I was lucky in the sense that I had all the resources besides the Jaffle Press available to me at the time. I mean, I get a bread delivery every day. Yep. I only used ingredients we already stocked inside the shop, so I didn't introduce anything new. Mm. It was all stuff that was already there and already getting ordered. I didn't need to put anything else into place. My staff are very easy to show. You click this button this docker comes out you over there look at the menu make the jaffle yeah obviously right. that's a very simplified way of doing it of course, i wouldn't bet. speak to them like that yeah. but it was a very it was the easiest way to try something new and i think that it's important for me to be able to do that but as i do that and get more confidence in terms of adding something new to the business um slowly slowly I'll up the ante and get a bit more you know stick my neck out a little bit more.
0: Well, you're, what you're referring to is systems that are like so invaluable. If there's anything that my business lacks, like as in me driving the ship would be solid systems. Systems sound like so lame, but you just, un- when you go to, um, what's that place, the ice cream place where you crush the shit and you put it in? Oh, cold rock. Cold rock. Like, Oh, there's a million examples but that's just one that sprung to mind you start at one end you pick the ice cream then they have the assortments just like Subway Subway is another example oh Subway e- is the best system I've ever e- seen everything is streamlined you even know when to purchase the cookies they're at the end um, you get asked if you want it toasted very early on in the piece you know if we're using Subway as the example um, it gets wrapped the same way every single time I see them cut the same way they use a magnetic thing for the knife or they slip. so they've got this system and so for them to introduce anything i.e. hey we're going to be crazy and chuck in a new mate they're chucking it next to the existing mayo They can lace it into the system. For me, um, the biggest problem is that Everything that I'm doing is so like a uber dynamic in nature, like this brand new offering that people might not know how to use yet or they don't know the relevance of it. It's kind of, it might, um, in this business, it's a slow burn. Say, for example, you start a new offering like a nutritional service, for example, you've got to promote it heavily. People have to see it. They have to understand it. You have to um, show people what goes on within it because they don't want to buy just yet. They're still thinking, you know, so it's not as transactional. So there's a bit more failure in execution when you do that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's
1: in terms of executing on your brand. Yeah, yeah. You need to make sure that your brand. Is worth something in a sense of um, that nutritional offering. So, if that fails, it's hard. But you know, it's um, I think there's a lot of leeway in terms of branding as well when it comes to failures and branding. If you if something doesn't necessarily come off, you can reposition the way that you brand that. So you might brand it in a way that's um that's not exactly appealing and we see that with we see that with a lot of businesses a lot of businesses that have repositioned their brand sure because they weren't quite hitting the success points and one thing that springs to mind right now is um the car maker kia sure how different are they yeah think about it think of the old kia Serratos from like five to ten years ago they were terrible and then i saw an ad literally today for that stinger gt it looks well built sounds awesome looks awesome and it's a key up. it's popular yeah exactly and they're trying to reposition their brand so i think that yes you can offer the nutritional side if it doesn't uh, take in one way you just need to be creative enough to bring it in another direction and just start from start from square one again but it's those failures you
0: wouldn't know that you wouldn't know if that's going to work or not unless you gave it a shot and people can recognise on the topic of failures that if you are trying people want someone in their corner who tries uh, although it's sexy and exciting when somebody just knows it all, those people are typically like overpriced. The ego is quite high. You just feel like a number. Like you're just going to be a part of the system. When somebody's busting their ass to get a result, then you're excited. Which kind of I guess leads on to what I was trying to wanted to talk about around. Um, Focusing on other people's success because I feel like um, in, in any business period or even just in general um, life with social media, etc., you're always going to be looking at um, what other people are achieving, whether you like it or not. You might not even be intentionally dialing into it's it. It's
1: almost a failure in itself um, and so a learning yeah. curve because if you start focusing on someone else's success, um, whether you are motivated by it or you know get pissy about it, you you'll only learn that that's a toxic emotion for you to be holding. If you start focusing on um, all these people on Instagram and all these businesses and what they do and how they live in their life and you're like, oh, I can do that, that'd be so great. And then what you're doing is you're mapping that ambition to to match what their lifestyle is. You need to map your own ambition. So mapping to someone else is almost a failure.
0: And you know what? And it's okay if it starts off that way, because I feel like you know you don't know anything else. Like when you start any industry, someone teaches you how to do your craft, and then somebody who's better than you becomes a bit of a role model, or what they've done in the industry is quite aspirational. And at the start, you kind of have no real direction. Um, that's like uh, inherently individual, because you're kind of like, oh, I guess no, I'm a trainer, so Andy opened up a studio, so maybe I'll open up a studio. You know, and that because that's that's what allowed you to create that vision. But I think the longer that you're constantly creating you start realizing that your path it starts to deviate it's almost like everyone starts on a really massive highway Mm -hmm. and then the highway gets a little smaller then it veers off into small side streets and eventually you're just in some court somewhere just in your own zone but at the start you're kind of like okay i should maybe earn a lot of money maybe have a girlfriend maybe like you know set myself up buy a house whatever the things are you know so say someone say when you started this business and
1: you went in and said oh Joe's Gym Down the Street is the best. I've been in there. It looks awesome. I've taken pictures inside. I'm going to make my gym exactly like that. You're not then making your own business. You're not then making Athletic HQ. You're making Joe's Gym number two. Right. So that's another one mapping to that person's success. If you don't have your individual flair on your own business, you may as well not be there. You need to have a creative side to it that's your own. Yes, you take ideas from other places. I mean, just like coffee shops um all the time. They run in the same way. They offer things in a very similar way. But unless you set up your your coffee bar the way that you like it, you set your retail shelves up the way that you like it. And yes, there's general principles on how things should be run. Yeah. You need to have your own individual twist on all of those. You're still in hospitality. You're still in coffee. But you need to be yourself.
0: Yeah, I, I think um it's, it's cool, like it's finding a, a hybrid, depends who, who you're speaking to. It's like, if you've got no clue, replicate from people who are successful who are able to do well in their craft? I think it's a great place to model yourself. It's definitely and then, a great place to start. And then Good create skeleton. that vision. As you, yeah, exactly right. And then as you as you're going, you start to create more of a vision that is unique. But to, to sort of claim that like anything that I'm doing in this studio is unique, it's all stemmed from somewhere that something that I've read, somewhere that I've been, somewhere that I've seen, someone that um, is more successful or whatever. And and lucky to have older people in your life or people who have
1: walked the walk before. Yeah. You're not exactly the only person that's opened up a boutique gym in their lo- in Correct. this in this world. You yeah. know, you're not the first person, and you definitely won't be the last person. Just like I won't be the first person running a coffee shop, nor will I be the last. It's just not how it works. You, you get the skeleton of the business, you get the skeleton of all the information that you read, see, mentored about, and
0: you add the meat. And you add the meat to the bones yourself. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and and that. Is why when you can have singular focus, like on what you've decided that you want to do, then you can achieve some cr- crazy, crazy results. Like I don't know if you've ever had the chance, maybe in recent times, to like be solely committed or have a moment just to really think about something or do an activity where you've been able to. This week, y- right? This yeah, week, yeah, this yeah you go. So I yes. recently recently got a puppy. Um,
1: it's a a griddle. The cutest, cutest, thing cutest alive. puppy yeah. ever. I don't know if I'm biased, yeah, like not a biased, first time <laughs> cutest puppy ever.
0: Need a new mascot, so we should get him. Yeah,
1: I reckon we should actually. Um, So I've just been sitting there at home. I've took the week off work to settle him in a little bit and just because I needed some time as well, because it's so easy to get wrapped up in working every day. So I was just sitting at home and I found myself yesterday sitting on the couch, dog on my lap, just patting him and just staring into the space. I reckon for a minimum of 25 minutes Mm. just staring at the wall i had something on tv i don't even know what was on i was just staring at the wall and just thinking what am i doing where do i want to go what i want my life to be like it was like all these big questions that you ask yourself was flowing in at once and it's so it's refreshing to actually stop and think because you don't get to do that while you're working so hard you don't get that time to slow down. You're too busy being in a routine, yeah. which is fine. But that's why it's so important to take a step back. So I kind of, I've taken that time to really reassess what I want. And I still don't necessarily know what I want. I come, I come here not even knowing. So that's always a great place to start. But it's it's not a scary spot to be in. Sure, um, yeah. Because people have been there before. And I know you've been there before. Mm-hmm. Everyone's been there before. Mm. So I don't know. I just think it's um it's a really good time to be there and to be slow almost instead of being in a fast-paced environment. But Which when's is rare. Yeah, it's, it's very r- rare, it's especially awesome in game. Melbourne. Especially in Melbourne. So rare. But when's the last time you had time?
0: Man, that's a great question. Like, as in, I've, I've had holidays and I've thought about things. Yeah, your last holiday, you, know, you
1: tried not to die on a ski mount, on yeah, a, that a, was a while li- you were snowboarding. It's
0: a literally adrenaline-based um, holidays. I think, oh shit, it... <laughs> Having, knowing what to do when you have the time to think is... <laughs> I know that sounds kind of contradictory, actually, <laughs> now that I've said it out loud. But effectively taking time to think is pretty awesome. Like what you did, being able to reflect and have time and dwell. I think, for me, I've kind of had a whirlwind of an 18 months and I've kind of landed somewhere, if that makes sense, and I've sort of woken up. And you're like, okay, where have I woken up? Um, what's this environment like? Do I want to change it? That's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like I'm necessarily in control. I feel like I'm just uh like plunging forward um sort of like a voyager ship and you're sort of just landing at an island as suddenly you hit it and you're like oh shit weather's okay uh, not much food let's go to the next one and you just launch and and so for me i, I think when you reflect on it there's lots of stuff that i w- that i want to still do but i think a good goal setting session would be some good clarity you need you need some clarity yeah definitely you need some clarity do you have any
1: plans to take some time um even it's a day or two to yourself yet
0: yeah, I've I've kind of ha- I've been floating with this um, idea of taking like a 24-hour period and sort of just locking myself in a hotel room or something and just kind of nutting it out, kind of thing, you know, and just me and just get it done. See, to me, that feels like pressure already. Yeah, you've got 24 hours,
1: like you got a clock. Yeah, you just slap yeah. on
0: the clock and like, let's go. This is this is how I roll. This is uh, this is a g- very indicative of how I um, tackle uh, problems. Um it's not just manifesting pressure. Like I never said to myself, within twenty four hours you've got to know. But I just think give me a block and give me a duty, give me a singular focus, i.e. Andy, you have this twenty four hour block to to really iron out some stuff, go enjoy yourself and just figure it out. It's like, okay, talk third person, get it done. Do you think you might you maybe need twenty four hours
1: to sit there and nut it out, but maybe even twelve hours to literally not do anything
0: except pat your dog hazel? Man, it, yeah, that sort of stuff, slowing down in that regard, like, scares the shit out of me. Like, I don't, um, I feel like if, I, I just literally feel like if you took the, the metaphoric pressure off, like said, Andy, you're in this room, you can't leave it, there's no mobile phone, I would just start writing ebooks. <laughs> like, I would just be like, bang, we're all, like, I'd, I'd feel like there's a pressure lifted of being in tents all the time to just work. I don't know, that sounds funny, but that's how i do it. You
1: know what's good about that, though?
0: That is just
1: truly you. That's Mm. what you would do. Mm. And that's, you're not sitting there going, oh man, it'd be so terrible. Like I would just sit down and just, my mind would be racing. I'd be writing. But like, no, that's awesome. I'd have time to write. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yes. Brain dump. Yeah. Well, so what I like to do is when I slow down, I literally, I don't do a single thing. I sat literally yesterday and so counterproductive and so against my everyday routine. I literally just sat there most of yesterday and did almost nothing well the thing is, I is that, that i just <laughs> yeah <laughs> exist
0: I, I was a human and i breathed i think if you but i think the challenge would be for me to do that as in just because it doesn't come easy to me doesn't mean it's not valuable i just think that given the opportunity for 24 hours or to, to try and do nothing is that when i my body is sedentary or i try and create a sedentary mind i feel like a, a ahead of time like it's Inherently slow I'm not doing anything Where actually It's recovery right It's like rest and digest It's like this. It's it's valuable I just I just know that When I'm in a float tank For example I'm like That's what i got to change To the business
1: <laughs> I really feel like If you were set the task To do nothing For a day You would get
0: anxious I got anxious When you said that sentence I was like I don't know why That was a task Because that made it a challenge It's like If you set yourself the task I'm like Oh that's on my to-do list I'm like That would stress me
1: out Yeah It's um But it's in a way, it's a really good thing because, you, like I said before, you are just doing what you want to do. Right. And what you would do in that situation, given the time away from social media and phones and business and all that kind of stuff, you would... things out. You would write. You would do all those kinds of things. And that's, I think that's testament to this
0: whole building we're sitting in. Right. Well, I look at it like... um, I always remember in in high school when people started getting their license, um, I remember people saying... um, uh, I can't be bothered driving, you drive. Or like, I can't be bothered um, taking my car to school. And I remember not having my license and going like, are you crazy? And then I started thinking to myself like, how shit it would be to hate driving from the sheer fact of how often you had to do it as an adult. Like, as in it was very often to get in your car, you got to go places if you want to drive to the city, etc. if you didn't like it. Now, it's the same thing for business. It's like a thing where I've come up with where I'm like, if I don't like proactively working, like, which I didn't, no fucking way I liked it. Um, if I don't like it or create a habit for it, then um, this is going to suck. And I'm in this now forever. So it's like and, uh, living at home is a great example. Another one, it's like if you don't like keeping a tidy house, that's also fine. It's just that it's going to be inherently hard the next 20, 30, 50 years. Yeah, of I think,
1: but I think you almost grow in that sense as well. Like you've sure, yeah, thrust yourself upon that, uh, upon the business, and you're here. And surely there were things you're doing now that you weren't doing. Two oh, years ago, three years ago, six months ago, six oh, there you go. So, I mean, and that's just like the example of moving out of home. Maybe my room wasn't the tidiest growing up, never was, but my house now, super tidy. You know yes. why? Because I'm responsible. I was gonna say, you know why? Ruby. No,
0: <laughs> also, that's probably 10%. <laughs> that's I'm where I thought, yeah. responsible. <laughs> percent. that's what Ruby. I thought you'll go with that you're like you know what's changed me production dave up in this hood i'm like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah me, me, right. too. me too these microphones <laughs> off <and> you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you know what clean. time it is um that's amazing man i've really um i really enjoyed sort of uh, i think tackling things like um failure and um and sort of how to address focusing on other people's sort of successes and really trying to hone in on what you're good at and nailing yeah. your f- and this is going to be amazing for y- for this process for your um work and assessment and growth and oh I think it's a sure. sick period that you're in, like oh it's amazing it
1: is um super stressful, super anxious but it's a great spot to be in and I think you can only grow from here but I think one of the biggest takeaways we should take takeaways should we take take, away. T- take take away, take away the takeaways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what we should take away from this podcast I think is that if you feel like you're doing something wrong, it's okay sure. if you fail, yeah, of course. it's okay if you 100%. are focusing on someone else's success and you're getting, you mapping towards that, it's okay. You'll yes. find out, you'll find out when it's right and when it's wrong. You know, 100%. it might you might follow that success too much, which could then lead to failure. It could lead to success. We don't know. It's. I just feel like everything you do in a business sense is just. It's okay. You need to make that decision and be okay with the outcome. If oh, you man. fail, you
0: need to be fine with it and you need to pick yourself up and get back on the horse. That is amazing takeaways. Thank you so much. Dave, thank you, you guys, for listening in and um, another epic episode. Under. It's been awesome. I Thanks, appreciate Andy. you. Cheers.
1: Thanks, Athletic HQ for hosting again. <laughs> Peace out. Sorry for kicking you out of the room, Col- uh, Colin. <laughs> See you later.